0: Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 533 for May 11 through 17, 2020. Welcome to This Week in Astrology, deepening your astrological wisdom since 2007. What's new? We have a rare synchronicity this week. Three planets during retrogrades within four days. These include Jupiter, Saturn, and most important, Venus. We also have a committed partnership grand trine firing up and seven bonus aspects that are not in my written forecast. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from ThisWeekInAstrology.com. I simultaneously record these weekly forecasts as an audio podcast and a video, so you can choose whichever you prefer. The video version includes my chart graphics for things like lunations and aspect patterns. You can also see these graphics if you read my forecasts online. Just go to astroshaman.com, click blog on the menu bar, then choose the astrology forecasts category. Please leave me a rating, review, or comment wherever you're getting this episode so that others like you can find it. What is old as we come into this week? We've got a waning moon and Pluto retrograde through October 4th. Let's dive into Monday, May 11th, the very day I'm recording this, Saturn retrograde. You do not often see three planets turning retrograde within four days. This rare synchronicity starts today on May 11th with Saturn turning retrograde, followed by Venus on the 13th and Jupiter on the 14th. For the moment, we'll focus on Saturn. Saturn turns retrograde in Aquarius at one degree, 57 minutes. He'll turn direct again in about four and a half months on September 29th at 25 degrees, 20 minutes Capricorn. When a planet's retrograde, it's a great time to reflect on how you can best partner with it. Now, Saturn gets a bad rap in ancient astrology. He's even called the great malefic. But Saturn actually has all sorts of awesome qualities that you can embody. I should know I've got Saturn very strong in my own chart. Would you like to be more mature and responsible? Do you want to excel at planning and implementation and make the best use of your time? Do you want to manage things well and eventually become a wise elder? Well, Saturn is your guy. To be fair, Saturn can also be frustrating. He can be the speed bumps that slow you down, the detour that forces you to take a longer route, or the roadblock that just stops you in your tracks. Fortunately, we live in a purposeful universe. Like all planets, Saturn works first and foremost for your higher self. He knows your soul mission. If he runs interference with you, it's for good reason. One possibility is that he's trying to discourage you from doing something that does not serve your highest good. Alternatively, he's offering you a necessary challenge. This lets you prove that you're ready to advance to a new level of growth or accomplishment. No worthwhile hero's journey is complete without initiations. Sometimes it can be hard to tell whether you should persevere or set a different course. Your mind, sly trickster that it is, can often make a good argument either way. When I'm indecisive, I go with my gut. I let my intuition make the call. This is not a Saturnian technique. Saturn does not comprehend anything beyond the physical realm, but my experience along with the hundreds of clients I've asked about this, have confirmed that intuitive knowledge is as good as it gets. What better source of information could you possibly have than your own divine self? After all, they created you in the first place and always knows your optimal course of action. I have never regretted following my intuitive guidance. When I have had regrets, it was because I didn't follow my inner voice more quickly. Sign change. Saturn begins his retrograde on May 11 in Aquarius. about six weeks later he backpedals into Capricorn on July 1st. He stays in Capricorn for the remaining three months of his retrograde. Even though Aquarius and Capricorn have radically different meanings, Saturn rules them both. He's the only ruler of Capricorn and the ancient ruler of Aquarius. This means that you can read different forgive me you can reap different contemplative benefits from these two parts of Saturn's retrograde. If I get my mouse to move, I'll get back to that. (laughs) I keep it in, flaws and all. With Saturn retrograde in Aquarius, May 11th through June 30th, consider how your structures and habits support your expression as a unique, individuated person. Are you putting your intuitive flashes into practical, effective action? Are you managing your life so that you're serving others with your special talents that you most love to use? With Saturn backpedaling through Capricorn, July 1st through September 29th, we return to the core meanings of Saturn I mentioned earlier. How are you doing in the following areas? Maturity, responsibility, time management, planning and implementation, and being the wise elder. Retrograde periods are ideal for contemplation and planning, while direct periods are optimal for action. But you know what? Four and a half months is a long time. If you get actionable insights on any of the themes I've discussed while Saturn is retrograde, feel free to implement them as soon as it's appropriate. Also on May 11, we have our first bonus interpretation. Always in these forecasts now, I'm doing interpretations that are not in my written forecast. So not only do we have Saturn retrograde on May 11, we have Mercury square Mars. That's Mercury at 29 Taurus and Mars at 29 Aquarius. So this first suggests uh, challenging communication. Mars can be conflict and fighting and Mercury's words. So this can be like verbal attacks or just, you know, information that's hostile or confrontational, things like that. So don't use it like that. Mars and Mercury together regardless of whether it's a hard or soft aspect can be used for energizing communication and to really you know make your state with power and passion and conviction and really get people fired up with what you're saying in a good way. So that's a much better way to use it. Now Mercury is also in Taurus which is a very slow, gradual and patient sign which is very different than Mars. So with this sort of Taurus and Mars vibe together, you get sort of an energizer bunny effect. So this could focus your mind, Mercury is the communication, it's learning. So wow, this can really help you discipline your mind for diving into a topic for longer than you can normally pay attention and really hold long attention spans, or maybe even speak or communicate for greater periods of time. Writers might be able to get more word count out, or you just might be able to get more communication done in some way. So those are a few ways to play with the Mercury-Mars square. Now we move on to Tuesday, May 12th, and today we have three bonus aspects that are not in my written forecast. Uh, We're gonna start with a Neptune-Vesta square. Neptune is at 20 Pisces and Vesta is at 20 Gemini. On non-critical events, I just give the rounded degree number without all the minutes. And this is really great for being charitable. Neptune is about compassion and unconditional love. Vesta is the asteroid goddess who 's about sacred service to a higher cause so Um, You might even feel an urge right now to do something beyond yourself. Lord knows with the coronavirus and all the stuff going on on the planet right now, there are more than enough needy causes, people, and situations that could really use your help. So if you feel an upswelling of desire to support something just because you feel like it's a good thing to support, even if there's no direct benefit to you individually, that's a great way to use a Neptune Vesta square. We also have two Mercury aspects today that support law of attraction. Uh, we're going to put them together into a combined interpretation. One is Mercury trine Saturn, Mercury to Gemini, and Saturn to Aquarius. The other is a Mercury Neptune quintile, Mercury three Gemini, and uh, Neptune is at three Pisces. So, why do I combine these into a law of attraction thing? Well, it's like this for starters, the one planet Mercury is aspecting both Saturn and Neptune, and Saturn and Neptune, when combined, are really awesome for law of attraction because here's how you can use the archetypes. Neptune, I visualize, I imagine. Saturn, I crystallize, I make it real in the physical world. By the way, my favorite law of attraction book right now is called Creating Money, Attracting Abundance. The primary author is Sanaya Roman, R-O-M-A-N. Just search that on Amazon, it'll come right up. It's like an 8 or $9 Kindle book, well worth your investment. Um, and therefore, you can hold vision of whatever you want to manifest. Um, you could also use Saturn and Neptune in another way they would love to combine, which is embodied awakening. Uh, here's Neptune, the spiritual, you know, divine aspect of self and Saturn is it crystallized in the physical form. And again, putting your mind on that particular manifestation with something like my um, uh, awakening invocation. I call it the embodied awakening invocation. There's a link to it in the show notes if you want to learn more about that. It would be another great way to use these. I'll also go ahead and give them, with slightly separate interpretations, Mercury trine Saturn unto itself is just like stability of mind, mind focus, discipline, long-term kind of energy. Um, and Mercury and Gemini might like a little variety within that, but there's a fundamental stability there with a Saturn trine. And Mercury quintal Neptune is more about, wow, I'm just going to open and get the divine download. is very magical, uh, mystical kind of energy, and Neptune, of course, is the source of divine consciousness and information and inspiration. So you've got the inspiration, you've got the discipline and productivity. It's really a great combo for mental work here on the days around May 12th. So enough on that Mercury stuff. Let's move on to Venus retrograde on Wednesday, May 13th. Some retrogrades are more important than others. This time is personal. These are good words to remember when evaluating the relative importance of planetary retrogrades. This is also a timely consideration since we currently have one personal planet and two social planets going retrograde within four days of each other, as I mentioned. Fortunately, we have the basic principles of natal interpretation to guide us. The personal planets, some through Mars, are most important. The social planets, Jupiter and Saturn, are of secondary importance. Chiron and the outer planets are least important. Now, parenthetically, There are situations where non-personal planets can gain importance in natal interpretation, but these are beyond the scope of this discussion about retrogrades. Mercury retrograde gets the most press since it's not only a personal planet, but goes retrograde three times a year. The sun and moon never go retrograde, so we don't have to worry about them in this context. That only leaves two personal planets, Venus and Mars. Their retrogrades deserve special attention. This is because they're less common and have very specific and important effects. Mars will not turn retrograde until September 9th, so we don't have to worry about him just yet. But Venus turns retrograde today and is the evening star of the hour. So here's Venus turning retrograde here on May 13th at 2.45 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, and that will be at 21 degrees, 50 minutes, Gemini. She'll turn direct again on June 25th at five degrees, 20 minutes, Gemini. So basically 22 back to five. She only turns retrograde every 18 months, so it's a big deal. Venus retrograde is a great time to contemplate, to rather contemplate how her three primary themes are expressing in your life. How are your most important relationships going? How are you doing with your creative expression? And how's your financial situation? As retrogrades go, Venus's is relatively short, only six weeks. So you should be able to mostly stick with reflection on these themes during the retrograde. Of course, take action if you must. Venus's retrograde is entirely within Gemini. This lets you add a new layer of curiosity to Venus's themes. Do you enjoy enough variety in your relationships? Do they give you enough intellectual stimulation? Are you craving more diversity in your creative expression? Regarding money, would it help to have additional income streams? If you have a retirement fund, is your diversification appropriate for your risk tolerance? Finally, let's explore the important aspects Venus makes as she turns retrograde, which you can see there on the screen, or if you're an audio listener, you can see them on the blog at astroshaman.com. These can further enrich your Venus retrograde musings. In the Venus retrograde chart, Venus is tightly conjunct the asteroid goddess Vesta. Are you using your relationships to support an important cause which supports the greater good? Are you feeling called to contribute to such a cause with your creativity and or financial support? Venus makes a tight square with Neptune. This can be a huge creativity booster with Venus as the artist and Neptune flowing abundant divine inspiration. The Venus-Neptune square can also help you deepen your relationship with your higher self. Doing this can give you more harmony, flow, ease, and grace in your daily life. It can also dramatically increase your intuition and saturate you with bliss. For a simple, quick technique that has helped thousands do this, check out my free Embodied awakening invocation. Again, that will be in the show notes, but if you want to jump right there, go to astroshaman.com. On the menu bar, the last word is invocations. That will take you to a page with two post previews. The first one with the meditating figure will take you to everything you need to know about that. Very quick, easy, and simple to do and free. Focusing on these life affirming Venus-Neptune areas can help you avoid the potential downsides of the square. These can include excessive self-indulgence, laziness, poor personal boundaries, and playing the victim in a relationship. The tight 135-degree sesquare between the Aquarian Moon and Venus could catalyze emotional challenge in certain relationships. If a relationship is too unstable or crazy-making, one option is to call it quits. If termination is not the obvious solution, relationship healing can be worth a try. A tried-and-true tool for this is Marshall Rosenberg's four-part nonviolent communication process, linked in the show notes. I highly recommend it, and so do the United Nations and the Dalai Lama. Relationship conflict always points to unhealed psychological wounds, whether they're from your childhood or past lives. This is work you have to do within yourself. For a field-tested tool that can help you accelerate this essential shadow work, check out my free healing invocation linked in the show notes. And again, when you click invocations on the menu bar of astroshamma.com, the second post with the crying woman is the one that gets into that. A Venus-Uranus semi-square can have the same effects as the moon square. In addition, this Uranus aspect can encourage you to reinvent your relationship on some level. It might even send down an intuitive flash with a specific suggestion. This semi-square can also give you new creative inspiration or fresh ideas on how to work better with your finances. Venus's final significant aspect, as she turns retrograde, is a loose conjunction to the north node of the moon. The north node is the destiny point, the strongest astrological indicator of life purpose. Do you know your life purpose? If If so, are specific relationships supporting it or distracting you from it? Is your creative expression or consumption of others' creativity aligned with your reason for being on earth? How about money? I've read many reports of near-death experiences, but I've never heard of a life review where a person's financial net worth was given any importance. However, money can help you accomplish the goals that serve your life purpose. Are you using money in this way rather than mistaking it for an end unto itself? You can milk a lot of insight from this Venus retrograde. You could stick to the basics of relationship, creativity, and money, or you could dive deep into other themes that I've described here. Whatever you choose, I hope you emerge from this Venus retrograde with new realizations and action steps that make your life more wonderful. All right, next up on the same day, Practical diplomatic communication within a committed partnership is supported by a grand trine that began on May 10th, peaks today on the 13th, and ends on the 17th. It includes Mercury, Juno, Pallas, Athena, and Saturn. I talked about this last time, but it's brief, so I wanted to hit it again. Mercury, dignified in its own sign of Gemini, is primed to share information. Strategic Pallas Athena, closely conjunct practical Saturn, can help you negotiate skillfully, that's Pallas, so that everyone's practical needs, Saturn, are met. Juno focuses this grand trine's meaning into committed partnership. She's even in Libra, the sign of relationship. Grand trines create an easy flow, but they're also lazy and only give so much for free. To get the best possible outcome, mine the trine with focused intention. All righty, next up we've got on the 14th of May, Jupiter retrograde. Now that Saturn and Venus have turned retrograde, we come to our grand finale, our third retrograde in four days, Jupiter. Happens today on May 14th at 1032 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time at 27 degrees, 14 minutes Capricorn. It'll turn direct again in four months on September 12th at 17 degrees, 24 minutes Capricorn. Jupiter is the largest gas giant in the solar system, so it makes sense that he also has a large number of astrological meanings. So just because it's Jupiter, here are themes you can reflect on during his retrograde. Higher education, religion, philosophy, the meaning of life, foreign countries, cultures and customs, long distance travel, journeys, quests and adventures, joy, excitement and enthusiasm, wisdom givers such as professors, philosophers, and gurus, expansion, optimism, and hope. That is a lot of meanings. Reflect on the ones that are most resonant for you while Jupiter's retrograde. Then take appropriate action on them after he turns direct on September 12th. Of course, as with all retrogrades, you can act on any of Jupiter's themes while he's still retrograde if a situation requires it. Jupiter retrogrades entirely within Capricorn, which adds another layer of meaning. Capricorn is Jupiter's natural complement. Capricorns tend to contract. Well, I'm sorry, Capricorn tends to contract, which can keep Jupiter from expanding too much. Capricorn is serious, which can restrain Jupiter from excessive partying. (laughs) Capricorn is an extremely practical sign. It loves systems and procedures that get things done efficiently. In contrast, Jupiter can get excessively whimsical and starry-eyed. So Jupiter's placement in Capricorn makes it easier for you to create useful plans and strategies. These will help you move forward in your Jupiterian goals. On the meta level, I've written this Jupiter retrograde interpretation in a Capricornian style so far. The sentences have been short, clear, and to the point. To highlight the differences between these contrasting energies, a Jupiterian sentence would be more like this one, with multiple clauses layered on top of each other, avoiding the inevitable period for as long as possible so that it can expand, free and unfettered, expressing itself uninhibitedly and spontaneously until having thoroughly luxuriated in the complete expression that it most deeply desires. It finally glides back to Earth and comes to rest, sated and satisfied, content at last to meet the full stop, as the British refer to the punctuation mark, which Americans call a period that finally, at long last, ends this sentence. Aspects. Jupiter's most important aspects are its conjunctions to Pluto and Saturn. This, of course, is the Jupiter Saturn Pluto triple conjunction that brought us the coronavirus pandemic and is indisputably 2020's most important aspect pattern. I've already written extensively about this. If you want to dive in deeper, read my April 4th interpretation of the Jupiter Pluto conjunction on astroshaman.com on the blogs. That post also links to my January 12th interpretation of the Saturn Pluto conjunction, as well as bonus audio content my 2020 forecast lecture. You can get the major lowdown on this major deal if you wish. Conclusion: One of Jupiter's most important meanings is hope. For me, this is the vision of a more wonderful future reality. Especially in challenging times like these, the story you tell yourself about the meaning of your life, another important Jupiter theme, is of critical importance. Believing the story that you live in a cruel and capricious universe in which life has no meaning is a certain recipe for misery. But believing the story that you were born for a reason with a crucial soul mission to fulfill puts things in a much more positive light. Believing that challenges happen not to you, but for you, to catalyze your growth and expand your capabilities can inspire you with the energy and enthusiasm you need to master them. Ancient astrologers call Jupiter the great benefic, the luckiest planet in the sky. Remember that while Jupiter's retrograde, no matter how dire a situation seems, good things can always come from it. The greater the challenge, the greater the breakthrough once you've mastered it. Alrighty. Now we got some more quick things here. I've got um, on Friday, May 15, a couple of aspects I wanted to cover briefly. We have a Sun-Pluto trine for starters. Sun, 25 Taurus, Pluto, 25 Capricorn. Um, This gives a lot of power. Pluto is a very powerful, potent planet. A trine is easy, smooth connection. The Sun represents yourself. And so you can just feel more energized generally. Pluto's wealth and power, these may flow to you more easily. The sun is in Taurus, a sign that represents money and resources. So the wealth theme plays out really nicely. Um, also, Pluto can be shadow work, diving intensely into the shadows, the old wounds that you need to work through. And this says you can do that work more easily and smoothly while Pluto is making this comfortable trying to the sun. You um, can even indulge in sexual pleasure. I mean, the sun is in Taurus, the sign of sensuality. One of Pluto's meanings is sacred sex. So a wonderful time to have that deep connection with your lover, of course, in an appropriate way that respects everyone and serves all highest good. And you can connect possibly on this level of energetics beyond the five senses where the real bliss lies. We also, on Friday, May 15, have a Mercury Chiron sextile. Mercury, a Gemini, and Chiron is a Aries. Mercury and Chiron, uh, the obvious way they go together, Mercury's communication and teaching. Chiron is the mentor. It's kind of easy. You can either give or receive helpful advice easily. Uh, a subtler way to do this is healing. Mercury is the um, medical astrology, ruler of the hands and arms. Chiron's also the healer. There can be a healing vibe. However, with Mercury and Gemini, <laughs> it really leans a lot more toward the mental communication thing. So, so, helpful mentoring, healing words, those would be great ways to use a Mercury Chiron sextile that we've got exact on May 15. We have one more event. Um, well, maybe one more. On Saturday, May 16, we have another aspect pattern just starting up a new grand trine that uh, is offering opportunities for committed partnership beginning today, May 16th. It peaks on the 24th and ends on June 1st. It includes the Sun, Juno, Pallas, Athena, that's, sorry, Sun, Juno, Pallas, Athena, and Saturn. Juno represents committed partnership. The Gemini Sun represents you, as well as the mental energy and communication you contribute to this relationship. Saturn offers stability and maturity, while its Aquarian placement could inspire innovative ideas for improving the partnership. And Pallas Athena, also in brilliant Aquarius, can help you be strategic in co-creating a more wonderful new normal for the relationship. The Grand Trine itself is an aspect pattern of easy, harmonious connection. It gives a certain amount of ease for free, but creates most benefit when you mind the trine, as I mentioned a moment ago, with clear intention and consistent efforts. All right, our final aspect of this very packed week. Uh, on Sunday, May 17th, we have a Sun-Jupiter trine. Sun is 27 Taurus, Jupiter is 27 Capricorn. Now I've gone on and on about Jupiter and how expansive and all the things it can do. Well, all those things I said about Jupiter, whether it's about foreign travel or education or joy or optimism or spreading wisdom, all that stuff, it's easier to receive when it trines the Sun. And again, the sun in Taurus can really ground these things and put them to practical applications. So broadly speaking, in the very most general terms, it's just an energizer, an expander, and you can use that however you want. So uh, that's the last aspect, but please be sure to join me for the next episode of This Week in Astrology for the week starting May 18th will have a Gemini new moon, as well as a strong Neptune influence. This planet of divine union and inspired creativity will light up with squares from Venus and Mercury, as well as a magical quintile from the sun. Announcements. Everyone is welcome to participate in most Awakening Plus calls for free. Here are micro descriptions of the remaining May online events I've scheduled so far. All are on Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, unless otherwise noted. In fact, this very first one is that exception. Every week, Saturdays at noon Eastern Daylight Time, we're doing New Earth Support. And anyone is welcome to join these calls. All the ones I mentioned here are free and open to the public. We uh, take about an hour and we call in our sacred uh, container and we call in our own embodied awakening and then we flow energy to support the great awakening happening on Earth. It's always amazing. It's a little different every time. Last time we were a little more behind the scenes. Other times we've been like right there floating around the earth, sending down good vibes, along with tons of other awesome beings. So anyhow, it's, it's uh, always juicy and you'll always walk away in bliss. Also um, on Monday, May 11, which is tonight, we're doing a group healing, immunity boosting and awakening at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Enhanced immunity is good to have, especially in the midst of a global pandemic. So we call it in along with Embodied Awakening and Healing. We did a lot of, we did many events in April and this was the most popular replay. So we're doing it again. And then on Monday, May 18, at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, we'll do Divinely Directed. This call is directed by spirits in the moment guidance. Each person receives the specific awakening, healing, or spiritual experience that serves their highest good. Words like bliss and euphoria simply are not adequate to describe some of the ecstatic spiritual experiences we share in the inner worlds. And finally, there will be a guest presenter to be determined on Monday, May 25th. Awakening Plus features at least three live streaming events each month, although I'm obviously offering a lot more to support you during the pandemic. Most events are open to everyone for free. The archive of over 230 transformative events, as well as accountability partners in the forum are available exclusively to Awakening Plus members. You can learn more at awakeningplus.com and I believe you'll find that's quite affordable. So thank you for being here. Once again, I'm Benjamin Bernstein with astroshaman.com. I can serve you with astrology readings, shamanic healing, awakening activation, astrological event timing, and one-of-a-kind life coaching. All my one-on-one services are equally effective in person or long distance. And during the pandemic, I have dropped my rates significantly because so many people are experiencing financial hardship. I also offer an unbeatable price on Solar Fire, the number one astrology software for Windows. And as I mentioned, I run the Awakening Plus online membership for spiritual support. You can learn more about all this and more at astroshaman.com. And you can learn about a bunch in the show notes as well. To see them, just go to astroshaman.com slash 533. Again, astroshaman.com slash 533. Please reach out if you have any questions. My email is info at astroshaman.com. And my number for voice and text is 828-338-9852. Again, 828-338-9852. I would love to connect with you. We are wrapping up this episode. Once again, please leave me a rating, review, or comment wherever you're getting this episode so that others like you can find it. Um, You can see the written version of this in the blog. Just go to astrosharma.com and go to blogs and choose the astrology forecast category. Again, also linked from show notes. This Week in Astrology is honored to be chosen as one of the internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. You can also do a single sign up for two great opportunities chances to win a free consultation and have your chart interpreted on the show. Go to thisweekinastrology.com. From there, you'll be redirected to that area of astrosham.com. Finally, whatever your sun sign, my forecasts can help you make the best use of the current astrological energies. All dates and times are in the US Eastern time zone. Events are most powerful on the dates listed, but their influence will be active for at least a week before and after. Everyone is affected by these global transits, but you'll be most powerfully impacted when moving planets activate sensitive points in your natal chart. Discover how these transits will personally affect you by booking a session with me. Go to astroshaman.com, services on the menu bar, and choose Astrology Plus from the dropdown. Thank you again for spending this time with me. Stay safe, stay healthy. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way.